Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast, and you are in for a treat today. Sure are. I am uh, meteorologist Dave Turley, as course, as always, joined by meteorologist Andrew Gordon, and today we are looking back on the year that was 2021. What a year. For our area. It's interesting. You know, and we're also going to talk about Christmas because that's yes. fun. That's more fun than talking about, you know, these highly impactful weather events. We're going to break down kind of some of the things that happened each month, but I, I want to start off with Christmas. Let's start off with that. That's more fun, right? I mean, we've got cooler weather in the forecast, slightly brief. But before Christmas. Before Christmas. Now, yes. as we get into Christmas. It's not. Eh, not the case. It's, eh, you know, we could be breaking or tying records. Eh, not a fan of that. High temperatures. Well, I don't really mind that much, but uh, I know a lot of people like to have some cooler temperatures, at least leading up into Christmas and on Christmas Day. You know, if we could just get to our average, 61 in the afternoon, 42 in the morning, nothing wild. I'm good with that. I'm all, I'm, I'm all for that. That doesn't look like it's going to happen no, though for I know. Christmas. You know, we, we forecast it. We don't control it. Yes. We'll, we'll tough it out with you. Yes. So, so we are recording this, uh, just to let you know, uh, today is uh, Wednesday, December 15th. Yep. So we are recording this, uh, talking about leading up into Christmas, because we're expecting to see some near record highs as we lead up into here before a little bit of a cool down into the mm-hmm. beginning of next week. Uh, probably it looks like, uh, let's see, if Christmas is the 25th, what are we looking at? Then twentieth, twenty first, Monday, Monday, Tuesday. I don't have the calendar in front of me, but yeah, whatever 20, that Monday 20 and Tuesday are. Wednesday, so you would have. Yeah, that's right. Twenty twenty first. Yep. There you, there go. you go. Yeah. So good call there. <laughs> Rain chances, you know, coming back up a little bit, but uh, we don't. You know, this is one of our drier months, anyways. You don't really expect it, so nothing crazy there. But uh, you know, Dave kind of alluded to it. Will be a little bit cooler. Probably not all the way down to our average high of sixty one. But looking back at last year, I actually was out of town for Christmas last year, um, but we only made it to 44 degrees and uh, freezing at 30, and that was the first time there was a freeze on Christmas since 2010. So it's usually about once every, I was just kind of doing some loose math here, maybe eight to 10 years you get a freeze on Christmas. So it's cool. Yeah, um, I mean, we're talking about the, the, the averages. Yeah, we don't normally get something like that, but it certainly could happen. Average high, 61, normal low is uh, average, average low, I should say, 42. So you don't typically get that cold, but certainly you can get that. We've already had in November where we tied our, our coldest yeah, uh, of yeah, the yeah. year back there in November of 29, which is actually a pretty high uh, low temperature for the year, 29. Right. Yeah, we it really get is. Usually cooler than we, that. we get cooler than that for sure. At um, least once. For Christmas, the the record low temperature is 27. So really not, you know, not too far off there. And that's happened three times in uh, 1963, 83, and 2010. So... Uh, that was a cold one there, uh, you know, about a decade ago, but the warmest 2015, 82. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at for this coming weekend, but you know, we've got, uh, a little bit of time here. I think well, let's just talk about some Christmas memories, traditions. I know I bring, I bring this stuff up. You're the, you're the family guy here. What, what's a Christmas leading up to week for you guys? Or like, do you have anything you do Christmas Eve, Christmas morning? No, we, we really don't have anything special that, mm-hmm. uh, that goes on, um, uh, leading up into Christmas, I, I think as far as the family now, which would be Michelle and, and, and my two kids, Samantha and Spencer, um, you know, we don't have any uh, special stuff. The kids are usually doing their own thing. Yeah. But I, I like to try to at least watch a Christmas movie or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the ones that they have on all uh, every year, I should say. Uh, not so much the Hallmark, because the kids aren't going to watch the Hallmark movies. But they're going to like the Elf and, you know, oh, Christmas yeah, Vacation classic. or Home Alone or, or something. So uh, maybe something we'll watch something like that together. And 
Uh, I know my daughter likes eggnog, like I like okay. eggnog. So it's kind of uh, a, buy uh, some of that occasionally. Controversial. Some people don't like it. Oh, I was like, I don't think it's controversial. That's not the right word for it, but maybe <laughs> like, uh, it's not a hot take, but people have a strong opinion about eggnog. Maybe that's that's the better way. Yeah, to I guess either it. you really like it or you, or you just don't like it at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's got a you know a very distinctive taste to it, but I, I enjoy it. My grandmother always had it, mm-hmm. uh, so it was always a treat, you know, when you get to Christmas time uh, to get some eggnog. There you go. Yeah, it's... Um, I just wish it felt a little bit more like it, but I agree. You know, the whole, the whole movie thing, you know, we go to church on, uh, you know, Christmas Eve usually because early in the morning I was always the first one up, you know, before the sun even rose up and jumping on my parents' bed, getting my sister out of bed and we'd go wake up our parents. So that was the thing, you know, you do the stockings and, and then you, you open your gifts and that's the, it's the, just the fun stuff, classic stuff, nothing crazy there. Then you go look at lights and, and just enjoy the day. Usually by, by after you get to like mid afternoon, the fun's over and you're like, eh. Well, it depends because see, with me, I like to have, and I always like that to get the toys. And that's when mm-hmm. you play with stuff that's right. in the afternoon when there's a, that's usually the low on the action, all the right. excitements in the morning, you had your breakfast and you opened your gifts and all that, da, da, da. And then in the afternoon, usually before you we went to my, my uncle's house, we always went there growing up. You always had a Christmas party, which is the second year in a row, of course, with COVID, they're not having it this year. Um, but, uh, you look forward to that in the evening. So you had to fill the time mm-hmm. in between the morning and the, in the evening and you'd play with your games and your stuff and my brother and I, and, uh, it was always fun. And I like to do that with my kids now. We always try to get something we can all play. Interactive. Yeah. Interactive where we hang out with each other. Yeah. Something. That's fun. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. And, um, for, you know, I usually ended up with like some sort of, you know, new video game. So I, I would go. That, that would kind of be my thing. Go do that. There's nothing never, wrong We were that. never the uh, the um, the family that went to the movies on Christmas. You know, some of my friends' no. families would do that. No, so. we never went. We never went and saw a movie. Actually, um, my wife's family does that sometimes. Uh, when we went down there for Christmas, you know, and uh, her brother and everybody came in, and we had fun down there for Christmas. And I think it was either Christmas. I think it was Christmas Day. I think we went out to a movie once. And that's just weird for me because we never did that. Yeah. You got, you got enough fun at home. But yeah. I, I get it. I get because you will have new releases around around Christmas, so I get it. But um, why, don't we, why don't we transition here out of Christmas and flip the calendar back here to the beginning of the year. So we're going to go back here, just talk about not every single big weather event that happened, but um, starting, some of the bigger ones. Some, some of the bigger ones stick you know, out. Going back, starting in January, 78 degrees, January 1st of the year, very warm we had, you know, you and I talk about it all the time. If you have the right ingredients, you can have severe weather any day of the year, as we've seen with the tornado outbreaks, windstorms happening in the Midwest, and, you know, through Kentucky, the Quad State Tornado, all this stuff happening in December. You can have severe weather any day. December is the new May. You know, you've got your second moderate risk in a week happening in the United States. So um, we did have uh, severe storms roll through. Brian, Bullock, Effingham County, Evans County, you know, trees down, gusts up to 60, very typical kind of severe weather for us. Um, as you mentioned earlier, 29 was as cold as we got, you know, and that first happened on the 17th of January. But then you go about a week later, we hit 80 degrees on the 25th. <laughs> so crazy big fluctuations there for January, but it's not that crazy if you think about it because the drier the air is, you know, the bigger temperatures changes that you can have kind of like think of the desert you know it gets cold at night hot in the afternoon you got dry yep. air the less moisture in the air the more the temperature can change a little bit easier um then you get into february and we had a couple different things going on here we had severe weather again that actually closed some school districts jeff davis county montgomery appling 
because of the rain, I think rain road conditions and still talking February here, back to back days, 27th and 28th, we hit 86 degrees, new records, very warm. Um, And then this was just kind of interesting too, that more of like a, a local tidbit as crazy as the winter storm that Texas had with how cold it got. I think every County in Texas had some sort of winter weather advisory watch warning alert at the beginning of the year because I just had my, my niece was just born and half of DFW was without power. So was that, we, the, was that this 2021? Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, wow. So we were, you know, I had local interest in that, just worried about it. I had friends the, the big thing with this was that it got so cold that pipes were bursting Yes, and then they froze and then they thought during the day and they freezing. It was just a big mess. So I local tie to this McMaster had ordered a review of the state power grid in February, which I just thought was just kind of interesting. I didn't follow up on that, see how it went, but it was just interesting to see, you know, Hey, we're, you know, looking to make sure that doesn't happen here in the low country and coastal empire. Um, let's see here going to March. And, you know, of course we have these little, you know, rain events, severe weather events that, that tie in each of these months. It's not That's really leading into our, every, usually our busy yeah, season. And it's not worth like breaking down every single one of them. But on the 26th, 90 degrees in March, crazy. Didn't have a freeze in March, which I thought was crazy, but we did have over five and a half inches of rain. Um, we did not have a crazy severe weather season this this spring but i Knock know on looking back we'll take but that. we did have the one-year anniversary of the hampton county ef4 tornado yes and that was a big deal of course with that was the strongest the only ef4 to ever happen ever. in that portion of the low country ever yes. max sustained wind 175 miles an hour Ugh. uh it was on the ground for 24 miles at its widest. It was three quarters of a mile. You also, we did see tornadoes just outside of the viewing area. Coffee County had an EF2 tornado. I was working this day, so I remember it uh, hit a neighborhood where it damaged 111 homes. So thankfully no injuries, but you know, we kind of skirted around the crazy stuff for the springtime in May for us. It's really all about, Really hitting the ground running, preparing for hurricane season. For hurricane season, getting ready for the heat. And getting ready for the heat. That's I still remember <laughs> a couple, a few years ago now when... 2019. We, the end of the month. My parents were in town. <laughs> Triple digit heat. It was awful. I rem- yes. We went to Hunting Island. The heat index was in the 120s. It I'm looking at that retold. right now. 2019, you have one, two, three, four, five days in a row we with almost, record high heat. And we, I, I remember this distinctly because our climate data is taken from the airport. And we would have tied the record for most consecutive days hitting 100 degrees. Clouds started building in a little bit in the afternoon. I think we hit 98 or 99. On, 99. Yeah. And I was yeah. there. I was like, yep. Peak afternoon heat, like, let's do it. And then I think we hit 100, like, like a couple days day. after. Like, oh, we had, could, with a big streak, yeah. You know, if you're going to be that hot, at least break some records. You yeah. know, like, if it's going to be Make cold, it memorable. Let it, let it snow. Really get something people people to, uh, something to think about. Nobody yeah. remembers second place. No, but, so. yeah, this, this year, the highest, I, I think you just mentioned, did you mention that was 94? No, no. It, oh, for May, for May. For May, yeah. I think the hottest that we ended up getting was 96 in June. It was um, 96, yes. So that, you know. Could, once. Could be worse. Just once. once. That's it. I know. That was crazy. It was nice. Not, not a, no hundreds this, this I'm summer. I'm okay with that. You know, once you're hot, you're hot. But it's it's fine if we don't have to get, get to that quite as much heat as there. But as we mentioned, May is really whenever things start picking up. And not the storm anxiety picks up. But, you know, we're paying a lot more attention 
to the tropics, and once again we had a it's storm. Got a little active for us. Yeah, uh, it did. Local. Their beginning of the year was uh, way more active than you know the second half, and we had Anna there to start before the season. Not really any direct impacts. You go into June, Claudette uh, became a tropical depression over Georgia. You had Tropical Storm Danny which was that little quick little blip that came in here. Came in from the Atlantic, I believe. Yeah, right? Pritchard's Island, Landfall. Uh, that's an island just north of Hilton Head. And me and Cutter were working that day. We were just looking at each other like, really? Like they issued a, <laughs> like one <laughs> like, one or two on. cones on it. That was it. But I think Max sustained win was 45. I don't know if that verified. What was a bigger deal with that is that we did have trees down in Savannah from it. In and around Savannah, radar estimated rainfall because the airports, you know, actually away from where the heaviest rain was right, for this event. Right. Um, some areas had over five inches of rain. And Limehouse, which is just into Jasper County, if you're going across the bridge, drive for, you know, 10 minutes, they had over seven inches of rain. And I remember seeing all of the 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 crazy pictures of just, you get seven inches of rain in an afternoon. It's a lot. It's not going to drain. So yeah. that was kind of our big rain event for for June. Um, something that, you know, take a step back from forecasting wise and going back over weather events. I then did a story like, you know, you get into June a little bit, met with one of the project managers on Tybee Island who talk about their dunes because that's a big deal here. Cause I see them, they're nature sandbags, you know, they're, they're there to protect uh, the coastline, all of the buildings and everything on Tybee. Right. From and storms and this was, and this the was an surge. interesting story. Give it to you in 20 seconds with spark notes here. Tybee got over, you know, from city, state funds, whatever, exactly how it was allocated to them. They, they spent $15 million to, you know, re-nurse these dunes. They get to do it every so often. 300,000 seedlings, which prevents erosion. It's just, it's really cool, you know, and, and it just really re-ups the beach, protects us. Thankfully, we didn't get a bunch of erosion this year because we didn't have any crazy storms. We had a few high tides that, that it'll we pull did. away at them. Yes. But um, this is interesting. I don't know how many people this actually happens to, but you can be fined $1,000 for going on the dunes up to um, there are rattlesnakes in the Tybee dunes, which, you know, crazy to think about on the beach. And you could, I mean, you could have to do community service, just stay off of them. You know, they're, they're pretty to look at. Don't, they're not, a, you know, they're not a, a, a playground. Now so. it's not something you want to go on and, and play around. Although it looks nice. You stay off of the Take pictures. Now we get into July and this was probably our busiest little stretch here because Elsa was the, the system that really d- directly impacted us and not necessarily doesn't mean savannah but the viewing area the whole area it was yeah. the first hurricane of the season um we had storm damage mainly in effingham county and beaufort county um i also went back in looked up one of the stories that we had posted on our website where 13 people had to be rescued in chatham county from flooding just you know getting cars and and places they shouldn't be doesn't mean that anybody was hurt um but leading up to that system coming in here you had 17 injured at kings bay naval submarine base just that into Georgia. Tornado. Yep, the yes. tornado. Um, it was an EF1, but it doesn't matter how strong it is. They can do some damage. And then, of course, we've, we've talked about this a couple times on the podcast, but with Elsa um, and Port Royal, that's where the little tornado went through, hit the animal hospital, did a lot of damage. I went out there that morning, and it was crazy. Like, I was trying to navigate these neighborhoods, and I was in the storm chaser, and there were just power lines down everywhere. And, you know, it was kind of like one little area that really got hit hard, but that's all it takes. And that's, you know, one of the things we talk about with these tropical systems is don't focus on like the max sustained wind because that's a small area, you know, within the eye wall right. close to right. the center of circulation. Not a lot of people really going to be 
affected by that. But these tornadoes can have two or three times, you know, the wind strength as the max sustained wind in some cases. And those, you know, come down as a little vortex of energy and can really mess up neighborhoods. And we saw that. So that's something that can't be ignored during during these uh, tropical events. Thankfully, we're in December. We're not really worried about tropical Right. I think I remember that where we're watching uh, that and then watching the velocities going, are these really verifying? I mean, they had some strong winds, Mm -hmm. the ones right along in the coastal areas of Jasper and and, uh, Beaufort County are doing a lot of damage with that. Yeah, we were were watching those close. Um, You know, then you go into August and we kind of calmed down a little bit. Well, we had Fred there, um, Tropical Storm Fred. Um, which was more so off to our west. But the system went all the way from the Gulf uh, here up through Georgia, west of us, to Massachusetts, and actually spawned 31 tornadoes. So, you know, to my point, you've got that. And August, we didn't have a crazy time. You know, it was warm. You have your afternoon thunderstorms, uh, you know, spotty power outages. Didn't get a lot of rain. uh, 3.62 inches, which is less than the normal of 5.46. So it was abnormal. And we were watching um, Mindy a little bit at the end of the month going into – September, we had more road flooding in September. Again, we're kind of quieting down, usually when this is peak hurricane season for us. October, a, a different kind of weather event. Um, not really weather. I guess this would be astronomical. There was uh, reports of a fireball over southeast Georgia. I remember seeing that, getting some, you know, ring doorbell camera footage. That was kind of neat. Um, you know, we had the anniversary of Matthew come come up. And uh, how was that like working that? Not was I mean you're in the studio, but did you're you just know in how there bad for it was going so to be? Long, no, you're not really looking at it because with the tides and everything like that, and all the flooding and yeah. stuff, uh, you're it's just so I don't want to say gradual, but you're just on air for so long and you're watching it and you're taking the sky cam shots and you're seeing, okay, here's where the water is now. Well, I remember when it breached uh, the uh, the um, uh, the dune area there um, near where our sky cam is, right yeah, here, right the tower off the, cam. Uh, off of the the water tower. Yeah, exactly. And you saw the water just moving over Butler Avenue, and it was it was just incredible to see. I've never seen anything like that. It was just, you're working it, and you're kind of just in the moment and telling everybody, you know, what's going This is what's happening. So we, you know, told you to prepare for, and that's right. exactly what's happening. It's interesting, you know, working these these long, severe weather events, whether it's, you know, storms or hurricanes for us, it, it's kind of like being in a casino. There are no windows. There are no, cl- like, we're not looking at the time. It's just, and time just goes and goes. I and goes always say it, it and people are like, really? I'm like, they all run together to me. I'm like, because you're in there, you're not out really in the elements. I'm, I'm not one out right, that time. Right. I'm on air talking about it. So it, to me, it, I'm focused on it and I'm not, I don't know if I'm not really paying attention just, to everything. You're just so burnt out. I'm just, you're just, you're just doing your job. There's rain, there's flooding, and you're tracking the storms, making sure the tornadoes, and yeah. they all just kind of run together for me. Yeah, well, you've, you've covered a lot of storms, so I understand that for sure. And, you know, thankfully things quieted down. We are now done with hurricane season. Uh, going into, you know, October, had severe storms again, nothing crazy. As you expect, we kind of have our little uptick in the fall whenever you start getting cold fronts come through here. Anytime November, you get I that guess change, yeah. The biggest weather day that stuck out to me in November was when we had the coastal flooding. Again. That was the tides, um, right? The, the tides there King tides. actually closed Highway 80 for a bit, and we had one of our reporters out there, Mariah, and I remember the day, tides are tricky to forecast. You Very. Know, astronomical is, you know... But it normally it's is very like that's spot on. Yes. But you're always going to have an influence. There's always from the different influences. Onshore flow. The wind direction offshore, is. If it's north. High south. pressure, low yeah. pressure. Is it one stronger than another thing? I mean, uh, I mean, I mean there's so many different factors. 
And I remember this because the day that the forecast was the highest, and we're like, oh, it hasn't gotten this high since they repaved it. I was like, eh, if, it's, if they're going to close it, it's going to be this one. It actually like, was a little bit under. It's not a perfect science forecast. And it was probably day, one of the hardest was things. Was it the day after? The day after. Yes, when it was supposed to be lower. I was just like at home. Yes. And Mariah calls me and she's like, hey, I'm trying to get on to Tybee, but I'm stuck at the Bull River Bridge because, you know, county police have the road shut down. And I'm like, I mean, they, it was, we missed, not we, but like that the, was a the weather service shock. does the forecast for the tides. I mean, they, it was almost a two foot swing and miss. So that was crazy. And then, you know, December has been one of the more active months actually across the country for tornadoes. We had that Very crazy active. outbreak that just happened. I know a lot of people focusing in on Kentucky, but a lot of homes were destroyed in other states as well. I think there were tornadoes in at least six states that day. Today, as we're talking this, there's a crazy weather event. And after, you know, this gets posted, it will have happened already. But high wind warning going through the plains. I've actually had to call my family. I've got family in North Central Iowa and, and uh, the Twin Cities area, Minnesota. They have never in Minnesota had a tornado warning in December. Probably going to change today. Part of Minnesota has a moderate risk. But what's wild is that the wind is so strong, they could have gusts without any rain around of 70 miles an hour. That's crazy. And another thing that's really interesting tonight is when these storms develop, it looks like it's going to be more linear. doesn't look like we're going to have these cells that could produce these long-lasting tornadoes like what we saw move through Kentucky last weekend. But the storm motion itself, so watching this on radar, the clouds with the storm Producing the rain, 80 to 90 miles an hour. That's so this is, this is what's interesting to me because, you know, I, I have a love for storm chasing. There's no way you'd find me out there. No. You can't. You're either going to get chased by a tornado or a state trooper. I mean, you're going to because you're going to have to drive so fast to outrun these. Just to actually, yeah, yeah outrun and it and safe. follow it to out, and outrun it if you have to. Yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of storm chasing vehicles are higher profile vehicles. Not you get a crosswind there at 80, 90 miles an hour because all the roads in that part of the country are divided out for farmland, so they're north, south, east, west. <laughs> you, if you're going north or south and you get a wind gust coming in from the west to east, you're going to have vehicles that are flipped, farm equipment getting flipped. Uh, you know they don't have they don't irrigate as much out there, but you're going to have silos that are that are just tossed everywhere. So it's going to be a day to remember, and this is a visual that I'll, that I'll leave you with here talking about this storm that's going to happen. Part of southern Minnesota and a moderate risk. We don't get those too often. You know, four out of five on the convective outlook scale. Um, they've got a snow packed right now. There are a few inches of snow on the ground. Meanwhile, they're also in a moderate risk with, I think it's a 10, 15% chance hatched, which means strong, long-lived tornadoes. It's crazy. You have a snow-nado. Not really. That's, that's not how that happens. But it's just weird to think that you wake up with, you know, a few inches of snow on the ground and you could have these, you know, crazy know chance of tornadoes anyways yeah you're not thinking severe weather when you had the colder air and the snow that's usually done with quite quite a synoptic system here this is going to be a day to remember um even without the severe weather threat just having a widespread all these bigger populations in the midwest getting 70 plus mile an hour wind gusts going to be wild here as we go throughout the day and again this will be posted afterwards so we'll We'll have always oh, recap it. If the we next need podcast, to. we can talk. Yeah, we'll about talk about that. that a little bit. But uh, so we talked about some individual events. Yeah. Let's kind of end this here on just some of the highlights that we sure. had as far as the peaks and the lows of the meteorological meteorological 2021 for Savannah. So our highest temperature that we ever got, we talked about this mm-hmm. earlier, mm-hmm. was only 96. And our normal high in the winter in the summertime 
when you're getting into uh, July uh, and early August is 93. Uh, so, I mean, you're normally 93. We usually see a temperature around a, a upper 90s to at least 100 degrees. Well, I mean, we usually upper have 90s. at least once or twice, you know? Yeah. Uh, didn't get that this year, 96. And that was only once. I think we hit 95 like two, maybe three times. So, I mean, we had a lot of 90s, but uh, as far as the heat, real heat, didn't see a lot of that. Now, our coldest temperatures, we also hit on that. Uh, that was back at uh, 29 degrees. That's it, which isn't really that low at all either. We've been seeing easily, you can see temperatures in the low 20s and teens sometimes. Yeah, I mean, there have been times, I mean, I've only been here, you know, going on four years now, but I mean, we've had wind chills near, you know, single digits. Yeah. Not anything close yeah. to that this year. There's a few times we had temperatures in the teens. Now, the teens are rare, but you can mm-hmm. easily get mid to lower 20s yeah. in the wintertime, right. at least once or twice. And, and, and once you're that cold and dry, the wind will really make the wind chill, you know, kind of boost it up a bit. Yeah. So the colder you are, the, the more of an effect it has. Yeah, that wind goes right through you, too. Mm-hmm. That's not fun. Uh, as far as our um, highest daily rainfall, that was back in September 20th when we had 6.66 inches of rain. And that wasn't a tropical system. No, I mean, you get these thunderstorms that that build up over one area. You can separate their updraft and downdraft, and you don't have a lot moving them in the mid-levels. They'll just sit like a, you know, you turn on the kitchen sink and, and let it run, and, and it's unlucky for who it's under. And, and those are those little storms that... We can tell you what time we think they're going to start popping on yeah, shore. Yeah. We can't tell you where who's going to get six inches and who's going to get nothing, you know? And I believe, if I'm correct, I think we had a lot more. I mean, almost a foot, I think, of rain in parts of uh, southern Jasper and Beaufort County along 278 yeah, that, in that area. It seems like Just there, tremendous amounts of rain. Was the area that kind but of... But that was, it was very localized. Out. It was basically mm-hmm. from central, northern... Uh, areas of Chatham, Effingham, into Jasper and Beaufort you know, County, and then that was that little local area yep. right there. And I, I remember I was driving that at night, which was you know you, you work the morning show, it's dark out, so I was going up there to try to see some of that. And you take uh, Speedway Boulevard over the bridge back toward uh, Oaktee Highway, and there were cars just in the middle of that road, and I'm just like, nope, not doing this. Nope. Well, that they had uh, South Carolina Highway Patrol out there. I was like, I'm going to make myself a U-turn and head back to the station because this is not safe. You know, we can't tell people to not drive through water-covered roads and then yeah, do it ourselves. And then you do it yourself. No, so, yeah. no, I, it was just, it, it was it was a mess. And it does take a while. I remember even that afternoon, you know, it had been a good eight hours later. It still had water over some roads out there. Yeah, that amount of rain, it's going to take a while for that stuff to drain. So that leads up to the highest daily rainfall. Now, of course, that would go along with the wettest month, which was that September at 9.52 inches of rain, which is well above the average of uh, 4.35. So that was by far our wettest month. Above average that one day. But most of it, yeah, was just just that one day. Uh, A lot of the rest of the month was pretty quiet. We had a few other days which had a little bit of rain, but other than that, uh, most of that month was quiet. Now, I just say, just to compare that, that was our wettest month. The second was July at 7.21, and June was the third at 7.07. A lot of that was some of the tropical uh, yeah, activity and, and we those are about. our wetter months anyways because you, you start to get the sea breeze season Afternoon going, storms. In addition to if you have a tropical system, that can really heavily influence that. So, so uh, our driest month, I'll give you our second driest month, uh, and I'll work my way back uh, because I want to, it kind of ties into okay. what we're here for this month. Uh, January had was our second driest month of the year at 2.08. And uh, I believe that was a little bit uh, below average. Uh, a normal is 3.28 for yeah. January. So 
our driest month so far, I say that because it was March, where we had 0.76 inches of rain. That was our driest month. Now, December, this month we're in right now, only 0.42 inches of rain. But it's only the 15th, but we have a good chance for getting some more rain showers in here. So we'll see how much it actually ends up. But there's probably going to end up with at least our second driest, if not uh, probably our our first or second driest month of the year. December usually is around the second driest. Um, I'd have to go back and I ranked all of these at one point. I, I don't have it off the top of my head. It is one of our drier months. Yeah. I know that. So we expect three point two one is our uh, average. I think November or something like that is actually our driest. I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. So you know, we'll obviously two point three nine November is our average uh, rainfall. So I know that's lower than December. Okay. There you go. But yeah. Oh, December is your third. So here I I found it in my notes from last time. November is usually the driest, February the second driest, and December the third. That's based on, you know, before any of this data was put right. up for this year. So yeah. there you go. So that was uh, 2021 and a look at Christmas. Some Hopefully. fun stuff in there for you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, we will probably take, you know, like a, a couple week break here, regroup. We actually have some, you know, bigger things coming up here for next year with the podcast. We'll wait to talk about that, but probably be hearing more from us and maybe seeing us as well. So that's fun. Um, this is all going in, in the right direction. Dave, I appreciate you going along with this with me. It's been fun. You know, it's, it's kind of nice to just sit back and, and talk to a person and not just a camera. It is fun. So. And it, it gets uh, more fun every time that we, we do these because it is our time to too. relax a little bit and talk about some stuff. We got weather, we got other stuff mm-hmm. in, in there that we talk about. Yeah, and we'll, nice. we'll, we want you guys to, to get to know us too, uh, to, to a certain level and uh, know that we're normal. We happen to be on TV, but you know, <laughs> normal is relative. Normal right? as we can yeah. be. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, Dave, I hope you guys have, you and your family have a great Christmas and happy new year. Same to yours Dave as well. has got his uh, chief time built up. So glad, you know, <laughs> much needed time off coming up for him. And, and that's great. And uh, that's why we're going to take a couple of weeks off. I've got some time off as well, but we thank you guys for listening because you know, Dave and I could talk to ourselves, but it's more meaningful when you guys listen at home or in the car, wherever you're, you're doing that from. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in and we promise to uh, keep it entertaining as we get into next year and do even better and have some fun. That's right. Thank you all for listening to us here in 2021 and we'll see you in 2022.